is Andy Wakefield, and this is the Andy Wakefield Podcast. This is a place where stories are told that have never been heard before. Welcome back to the Andy Wakefield Podcast. My name is Lori Martin-Gregory, and it's so great to be back with you all. It is, of course, my great privilege almost each week to have conversations with Andy Wakefield, who is really the godfather of the health freedom movement. I'm going to start pushing that moniker. Andy, so good to be back with you. It is good to be back again. We and we are sorry for Pete the people that we are not quite as consistent. We are on the road. We're traveling. We are working hard. Believe me, we're working on your behalf. So, um, and we do endeavor whenever we can to get to you on a regular basis. Uh, and when there is new information to share. So, uh, here we are. And thank you for your patience. Give us a little bit of grace. It has been bonkers, Andy, has it not? I mean, what a gift. I can't recall ever the health freedom movement having this much momentum, having this much at stake, having this many people be awake. I don't know about you, but I'm getting pings from family, friends, college buddies I haven't talked to in forever. You know, it's it's extraordinary how many people who years ago really weren't even interested in this conversation are now actually reaching out and wanting to learn more. Is that happening with you too? Oh, I bet for you yeah. it's, it's uh, help. You know, the flag has gone up. Help, what do we do? How do we do it? Where do we do it? You know, what's the law? What's not the law? You know, how do we combat this crisis you know what do we do it's fascinating and and you're right and when we 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 have some information and we strive to get as much as we can together to share with people and we'll be sharing some of that with you this week which is one of the items that people have been particularly concerned about and laurie will take you through that in detail but uh yeah it is it's it's extraordinarily busy, but there's an energy to it which is very, very encouraging. And I just looking at, uh, I've sent a whole bunch of pictures from all around the world of the protests throughout every city in France, for example. Isn't it amazing? And French know how to protest, and, and you know, it, it, it's it's wonderful to see the world has really, really woken up. As I then I open up my phone and there's. Tony Fauci saying that as soon as the these vaccines are approved, he sees mass mandates coming down the pike. He doesn't get it. That isn't going to align people. That isn't going to make people want to get the vaccine. That's going to make people even more resistant to getting the vaccine. My, the people in America now who've made the decision, the consciousness not to get this vaccine, are not going to get it. Doesn't matter what no. you. How hard you pushing push them, them harder is not going to make it's going to have the opposite effect yeah they really don't understand they really haven't got it and they're creating a crisis for themselves and uh the sooner it comes and the sooner we move on uh, the better well i was really excited yesterday of course we just came off of a four-day production meeting in austin which was so exciting. New film coming. It's going to be massive. And we're just, it's such a thrill, isn't it, to watch it all coming together because it is coming together very quickly. Uh, but one of the things that I took great pleasure in as I was walking through the Austin airport yesterday morning was Tony Fauci talking head on Face the Nation in every bar, restaurant we, we passed, and nobody was watching. Not 
one person. There were people sitting in front of the television on their phones, talking to you. They were literally tuning him out. I took that as a good sign. Yeah, he's the kind of guy we really need to tune out at a, on a global level. Mm -hmm. Well, I pray we're getting there. I think this is a massive awakening. And one of the things that we were so happy to be able to bring to folks, and I, I say so happy because the, the response has been incredible. We had a chance to talk about this on Clay Clark's podcast last week. And if you're not fo following Clay Clark, oh my goodness, go to thrivetimeshow.com, thrivetimeshow.com. That's where you can keep up with all of these uh, health and freedom meetings that are unfolding right now that Andy and I are so blessed to be a part of. We're doing one a month with General Flynn and a whole bunch of folks that are fighting for freedom in a different state each month. And so we are going to be going uh, to Grand Rapids in a couple of weeks. But we, we got a chance to talk to Clay about this COVID-19 employer exemption form, which we have put up on our team1986.com website. So if you're driving, listening to this or making dinner or otherwise occupied, just remember team, T-E-A-M, 1986.com, team1986.com. You can go to the little drop down menu. If it's on your mobile, go in the upper right hand corner and you'll see in the drop down COVID 19 employer exemption form. Now, this is a really beneficial form. It's a free download. So, all you have to do is you know give us your email address. We'll put you on our mailing list if you're not already. And then you can instant download this form. And what this form does is it's going to give you an opportunity to put your employer on notice. You're going to inform him or her if they're pushing for you to get the COVID vaccine at work. You're going to inform them of the risks and the concerns, and you're going to give them an opportunity to let you opt out or decide that they are going to be liable for anything that might happen to you. Now, Andy, we know that some of this is a little bit of a poker face game, right? Most of the folks that are going to download this form really are not necessarily going to get the shot if their employer says, sure, I'll, I'll assume all liability, because we know that nobody's going to take liability. There isn't an employer on the planet who's going to say, oh, sure, okay, I'll take liability for your health. But what it's going to do is it's going to put them on notice, and it's going to make them think about this in a way that perhaps they haven't. Well, it is, and it, it, there is a case, and, and we've spoken with Jim about this. There was a precedent for this, and that was in Maryland, I believe, in relation to an employer demanding that his employee got the flu vaccine. And the flu, and the employer said, okay, I'll get it, on the basis that you assume liability for any damage or death that may accrue. And of course, when challenge you know when he put this to his underwriter the underwriter said we're not touching this so that all liability fell not to the underwriter the employer's insurance underwriter but to him personally and that was it that was the end of it because the he the infrastructure of the insurance industry had said no employer therefore was never going to assume liability for death and damage for what for a vaccine that what is that suddenly he becomes the the police force for the for the public health industry. I mean, ridiculous, rather like airlines now being put in that same position. 
if you don't uh, if you don't get the vaccine, you can't fly. Or no, because why is why is suddenly the airline industry the 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 sort of Gestapo? Policemen, I know they don't really yep. want to police this. They're there to fly people from A to B to C, not to not to police uh, public health policy. But they put had themselves put in that position. Schools have been put in that position. And are very stupidly assume that liability where they, you know, you go, you get vaccinated or you don't come to school, and they're there to educate you, your children. They're not there to uh, police policy uh, for public health officials. So, I think we're going to see a lot of this. And I think that the value of this document that is available now, this employer's exemption certificate, is it will put a lot of employers on notice that they're getting themselves into very deep water with no backstop because the uh, insurance underwriters will not touch it. It's just unbelievable. It does seem that there's this corporate element where these Fortune 50 companies are kind of doing the bidding for this agenda. What is your take on that, Andy? Right, well, who's driving, you know, who, who's, who's pushing it? I, it's, it's almost as if the government don't want to take this initiative because they don't want to make themselves unpopular. So they're pushing uh, industries, employers to take the initiative on their behalf to make vaccination mandatory um, so they don't have to do it. That I get that sense, but that doesn't mm -hmm. explain why employers are lining up to do it. It really, well, I, you know, they must be getting this COVID relief money. I mean, there's so much money changing hands right now in the name of public health. My little town right here in central Florida, I went to the city council meeting last Tuesday night and they got over $7 million in this, you know, America health relief fund. I mean, it's just, it feels like it's, 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 it's collusion money. You know, it's, there's so much money at stake. And I think even right now with these supposed, supposed waves and variants and all the stuff that's going on, we're looking at still hospitals and institutions that are getting $13,000 for every COVID death certificate and $39,000 for every COVID death with a ventilator. So how can you say there is no conflict of interest? I mean, I've had multiple folks tell me that they've had family members that have been in hospitals either very sick with COVID or family members very sick with COVID or on ventilators with almost no hope. And they've asked for the introduction of ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or budesonide. And they've been told unequivocally, almost by practically every single hospital, no, it's too late or that doesn't work or we aren't offering that as a treatment. And in some cases, I've actually had folks that have snuck ivermectin into the patient at the hospital because the hospital wouldn't administer it and their loved one got better and was home in a matter of days. I mean, it, it's, it's just, it's very challenging not to buy into the eugenics narrative when you start to hear these kinds of things happening and you start to see people that are pushing fake science and fake information at a time when the population is becoming so polarized and we really need folks to stand up for truth.
To continue the conversation and hear the podcast in its entirety, go to team1986.com. That's team1986.com. Become a partner producer where, in addition to the podcast, you will get so much more, including the opportunity to know that you are helping to save children. Thank you.